Two more County Sports Live back on a Tuesday. Sam Hauser with you till 6 o'clock tonight. And then Packer Girls Basketball at Mankato West an hour after we're done. But of course, we're still in that stretch between the AFC and NFC Championship game. There's a whole week in between where we have presumably no football, no on-field football to talk about. And it's our little warm-up for... Next week, because starting next week, we're not going to have football to talk about. I mean, we're going to have you know off-season conversation, but we're not going to be able, we're not going to be talking about games or anything that's going on. And so this is our little warm-up for. Well, what what are we going to talk about now? What are we going to do that's sportsy now that's entertaining? And what we get, what we end up getting this week in the time in between is a product of. I'm sure I've talked about this in the past before. I've at least referenced. Something being a product of the 24-hour news cycle. There are times when it's good. It gives us an opportunity to break news or keep you up to date on anything important whenever we see fit, whenever it comes our way. You know, if something happens in the middle of the night, there's an opportunity to at least get it out to you over the airwaves in any me- by any means possible. 24-hour news cycle. It's great. There's also the flip side that brings us TMZ on the news and on the radio and on the TV because, well, the 24-hour news cycle gives us an opportunity to break news whenever we want, but it also means when there's not anything big going on, we still have to fill that time, so we end up with TMZ Sports that has its own radio show and has its own TV show, and it's a joke, but it's there because, like most things, 24-hour news cycle for better or worse. And so, what happens now, as we're getting ready for Super Bowl Media Week, we need more than just the game to talk about. We need more than the hardcore, what do you think Matt Ryan's going to do against New England's defense, or are the Falcons going to blitz Tom Brady like the Giants did? We need more than that, because you can only do that for so long and keep it interesting. And some people would argue that you that that's not interesting in the first place. So you need so we need more than that. And so what do we go to? When we need our filler, we go to the filler, also known as dirt. Like Tom Brady's son had Devontae Freeman on his fantasy team. Tom Brady's dad is mad at Roger Goodell. Check hates puppies. Okay, that last one may not be true. We can neither confirm nor deny the validity of that last statement. That be that may be an alternative fact, but you get the idea that that's what we end up getting this week in particular. But it's one of those things in sports where when you're winning at any point, whether it's the Super Bowl or the regular season, when you're winning, you can push a lot of those things under the rug. Because when you're winning, all you care about is, you know, I talk about it all the time, the end of that sentence, but we're winning. 
Which is why when I get in those conversations, people think I'm crazy, but that's why I get in those conversations of, I would rather my team not make the playoffs than be a fringe playoff team that backed its way in, despite what John Torchetti may ever say. How do you back into the playoffs? Because you get that, but we're winning. And sometimes it covers up things that need to be addressed. I mean, the Vikings are a perfect example. All, you know, last year, everything's going great. They're, you know, they're, they're winning double-digit games. They're in the playoffs, even though we all know how it ended. They won the division. They beat Green. Bay at Lambeau Week 17 to get it. They're in the playoffs. Everything's candy and rainbows. This year, you know, they start 5-0, and and you know, we've had all this adversity, and look how strong our team is, and we got this, and they're Super Bowl favorites, and then we know how the rest of that story went, and the dirt patch exploded in, from underneath the carpet. There's such a big hole in the carpet. There's such a gaping hole in the carpet. It's just now a dirt patch, and you can't even see the carpet. Because everything came out from under it when the season internally combusted for the for your Minnesota Vikings. North Turner leaves. We get the we get the anarchy in the high seas. Week sixteen with the defensive backs. Mike Zimmer is questioning his person his professional relationships, or at least they're giving him more of a challenge than they have in the past. It's that dirt, man. It'll creep up on you. And there's there's one that we've gotten this week. That has been particularly interesting because to me, it's an easy fix for this team. And star player in particular has given us all the dirt that we can handle all week. And it comes back to a simple fix. It goes back to the divisional round of the AFC playoffs when Antonio Brown films Mike Tomlin, his expletive-filled rant, his post-game speech in the locker room and puts it on Facebook Live. And he's thinking it's he's thinking it's entertaining. And Mike Tomlin gets pissed. And, and Antonio Brown's going to get punished for it. And I think he already did. And they win this game without scoring a touchdown, and everybody's all emotional. And so it goes back to this idea that how much of an involvement media has in the locker room. And some of that is our doing on the media side, but cameras, cell phones, anything that records video should not be in a locker room right after a game. I don't care. It's too bad. You got a deadline. You can write your story without sound. It's all cliched garbage anyway. There's no, 99 times out of 100, there's nothing substantial that comes out of a locker room where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. That's breaking news. That changes how I perceive this entire whole thing. I can't think about football the same way anymore. That doesn't happen. There's nothing transcendental that comes out of an NFL locker room five minutes after a game. So there's no point in having media in there in the first place anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, did Antonio Brown do something stupid? Yes. But it's there, so he thought it'd be funny, and he paid the price for it, and that's in the past. But now, you have Ben Roethlisberger contemplating retirement. You have the Steelers, who are all of a sudden worried that Antonio Brown is too worried about his own stats, and he's not a team player. And this is what happens when a team loses, because these things have probably been going on for a while. Ben, you know, Big Ben's probably been thinking for a while now, because he's been dealing with injuries the last couple of years. He's probably been thinking for a while that, man, you know, I, I I may just call it after this. 
this isn't something that where you know he woke up the day after the AFC Championship game and decided that you know I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing. I'm going to I'm going to stop doing my livelihood that I've been doing for the last decade plus. I mean, just on a dime. He did not I guarantee you he did not decide that the day after he woke up after they lost in the AFC Championship game. And Antonio Brown Antonio Brown has been talked about as a guy. He's in that conversation with Julio Jones and Odell Beckham as the guys that are the top, you know, that are the top receivers in the game right now. And again, this goes back to that media conversation. You know, for all this nonsense about, oh, you know, I don't read the newspaper, I don't watch Sports Center, blah blah blah. There's there are some people where that's actually true, where you actually believe that that's true. And it's mostly coaches, even so, even more so than players. Like we all know that Nick Saban doesn't watch Sports Center. Nick if Nick Saban ever turned on the SEC Network and watch Paul Feinbaum, he'd probably crap his pants. And we know I, I Bill Belichick probably doesn't watch Sports Center either. It's mostly coaches, but like Antonio Brown, I mean clearly he's a guy who is immersed in media because he's filming this video and we find out after the fact that he's got a deal with Facebook Live where he's supposed to post or he's got to deal with Facebook, where he's supposed to, to post to X number or X number of Facebook Live videos per month. So we know from that, we can at least assume that to an extent, Antonio Brown is immersed in media. He he's in on it. I mean, he's a younger guy anyway. He's he's I'm sure he's got all the all the social media accounts. I'm sure he's got a, a Twitter and a Instagram, and he's got and clearly he's he's all in on Facebook. So he knows what's going on and. At a time when I'm sure it's come up in the past, where there's something that that makes me bring up or, or, or reference the, uh, something being a product of the 24-hour news cycle. There's a lot of times where you'll hear me reference, oh, you know, I mean, that's just complete. That's a product of the 24-hour news cycle. Where for the sake of keeping something on at all times on TV, we need to d- dive a little bit deeper and go and, and go into stories that we normally wouldn't talk about, and we need to have these hot takes because we need something to to fill the to fill the airwaves at. Two, at, at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, for the three people that are at home and actually watching us on TV right now, we need to have hot takes. We need to have something that's keeping people watching us. We need to have something that's going to be filler content, and that's all. That's that's most of what the NFL Network. That's most of what the uh, the the live original programming on the NFL Network is in the off season. You know, it's it's speculation. It's Hot take predictions. It's this and that. And, you know, what do you th- are the Raiders for real? What do you think the Raiders are going to do next year? And then, of course, there's always you know who are the top guys at the position? Who are going to who are going to be the guys that have the breakout season next year? And it's those three guys. Anytime you're talking about the receiver position, it's those three guys: Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham Jr. So Antonio Brown seems like a guy that's up to date. He seems like he knows what's going on. He knows that people are talking about him. He he knows how good he is. You know, Antonio Brown is like is like the hot is like the hot girl at school or at your work. She knows how hot she is. And she's not, and, and she's not really all that humble about it. And quite frankly, she doesn't have to be. It's it's a nice quality when you get an attractive woman that is at least humble about her attractiveness. But every once in a while, you'll meet somebody. She's you know she's a uh, she's a smoke show. She's a ten out of ten, and she knows it, and she acts like it. And that's what Antonio Brown is, and quite and that's okay. He's allowed to. He's earned that right to act like that if that's you know if, if that's how he's so inclined. 
this is only a problem for the Steelers. It's not a problem for Antonio Brown. It's not a problem for Steelers fans, or at least it shouldn't be. It's going to be something that I'm sure is getting talked about at least at least once a, uh, you know one segment per day. It's something that's getting talked about on the regular in uh, in sports talk radio in in Pittsburgh and in that market because it's a hot topic right now. But I will continue to defend players in that they don't owe their teams anything. And that goes for college, and that goes for the NFL. In that business structure, where, yeah, at least in the NFL, the players get theirs, but when the owners and the people in charge are old multi-billionaires, the guys that have the short window, the short time frame to go do whatever they do, make their money, have their career, if they want to be selfish, then be selfish. Don't expect anybody to feel sad for you if you if you never win a championship or if your career doesn't work out the way you thought it would, but be selfish. But at the end of the day, we need to pick a side. We either need to be okay with Antonio Brown posting a, a Facebook Live video from the locker room right after the game, and we need to be okay with reporters getting having athletes snap back at them because they ask a stupid question because we feel the need to be in the locker room five minutes after a game, or we need to get out of the locker room five minutes after a game and, and have fans understand that it's okay to write a story without attributions or get them later. I mean, you can have a you can have, you know, the, have the PR guy go get some quotes, and they're going to be the same useless garbage that you would have Anyway, there are some different circumstances because there are even at the even at the local level. You know, there, there's a there are probably guys in the in the newspapers in the cities that cover the Vikings that have some inside sources in the locker room that that get some scoops. And so, if you want to keep those scoops, that's fine. But then we don't get to make it a big deal. When the ugly side of all this media access that we have sticks out, it sticks its head out. Pick a side. Embrace debate. We'll bring it right back around to the local front next start. Getting ready for tonight's broadcast coming up in about an hour.